Advancing innovative research, academic excellence, and family-centered care to transform outcomes for children around the world. Children's Mercy Kansas City presents the audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host Dr. Michael Smith. So our topic today is Project Revise, Reducing Excessive Variability in the Infant Sepsis Evaluation. My guest is Dr. Russell McCullough. He is an internal medicine doctor, but also a pediatric specialist working in infectious disease at Children's Mercy Kansas City. Dr. McCullough, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. So let's just talk a little bit first about what exactly is Project Revise. Project Revise is a national practice improvement and standardization project that is sponsored by the American Academy of Pediatrics, specifically the uh, Quality Improvement and Innovations uh, Network. Uh, Some of the providers listening may know that network as sponsoring the Value in Inpatient Pediatrics Network, as well as the Pediatric Improvement Network, uh, which uh, both conduct multi-site national uh, quality improvement projects, in part for MOC credit. And so how many people came together to develop uh, Project Revise? There was a national committee that consisted of about a dozen individuals, and the focus was on interdisciplinary participation, uh, uh, specifically having experts in infectious diseases, in hospital medicine, emergency medicine, and in general pediatrics, uh, who uh, really put together the... uh, collaborative and helped develop the metrics for success and the intervention package. Um, A lot of times for these sort of networks uh, and network projects, they want to work from a national clinical practice guideline, which is still in process for being developed for the febrile infant or infant sepsis evaluation. And so for this uh, project, we had uh, experts who were recognized in the field in that area and who were also some of whom were working on that uh, draft guideline, which is still in process. So in in terms of infant sepsis evaluation, tell us a little bit about why we had to have Project Revise. What's the challenges there, and and what's really then the goal of this project? Well, I think any general pediatrician or family medicine doctor who sees infants regularly has faced uh, at least once uh, the conundrum of a parent calling about their uh, young infant with a fever. And uh, for young infant, we're talking about infants generally under 60 days of age, um, although some go all the way up to uh, under 90 days of age, depending on who you're talking to. And the reason that infants of this age are a concern is that fever can sometimes be the only symptom that precedes uh, a child suffering a very severe infection. And when we talk about a severe bacterial infection uh, in these infants, we usually talking about uh, meningitis or bacteremia, um, although uh, traditionally urinary tract infections um, are also included in that group. Yeah, and so, you know, um, w- so when you look at the, the project and the recommendations that are coming out of it, do you kind of run through some of that with us. What, what are some of the changes that are being recommended, and how does that affect, you know, the, the community physician? Mm-hmm. So, uh, like I said, those are uh, those Serious bacterial infections are uh, a, a large concern for infants uh, in this uh, younger age group because of uh, the uncertainty of the presentation. But when we get down to the actual numbers of infants who will experience, particularly for bacteri- bacteremia or meningitis, 
we're really talking about less than 2% uh, of infants uh, overall, maybe about 2% in infants in the first month of life and less than 2% in the second month of life. And so what that means is that uh, the evaluation uh, on a lot of these infants is going to turn out to be that uh, they have some unconcerning infection, either viral infections um, or uh, certainly not a bacterial infection. And when you think about the evaluation for these infants, a complete evaluation, particularly for meningitis, requires uh, that uh, a child undergo several uh, uncomfortable procedures, including uh, blood draws, blood cultures, and even a uh, spinal tap for spinal fluid analysis. And if uh, 98 out of 100 uh, infants with a fever aren't going to have uh, this uh, uh, most concerning type of infection, uh, it's important to, uh, as best one can, identify those kids who really don't require that more uh, invasive testing. Uh, there's been a lot of different risk stratification tools that have been uh, put together over the last three or four decades, and they're pretty good at, at identifying uh, infants that are low risk for bacterial infections and who could safely avoid some of these more invasive uh, tests. But the risk prediction tools uh, that are in existence, they are three to four decades old, so there are uh, changes in what bacteria are responsible for those infections, and uh, they also uh, differ in specific aspects of the evaluation that they recommend to help determine whether a child is low risk. And so that discrepancy across risk prediction tools uh, ends up causing some uncertainty, which results in a lot of variation in how uh, those uh, infants may be evaluated at uh, different uh, uh, medical facilities across the country. So you literally could have a infant who would undergo a spinal tap, blood cultures, antibiotics, hospital admission, and stay in the hospital for a couple days uh, at one hospital, uh, whereas in another they may go undergo a very limited evaluation and go straight home. Um, and mm, and that, yeah. that sort of variation is, is uh, you know, often excessive. Yeah, and, and so that's where Project Revise comes in, right, where you're, you're trying to, to bring all this together to have um, a better guideline or a better... Um, standardization of how we approach infants with fever. That's kind of like the big goal, right? Absolutely. Uh, when you think about it from quality improvement, we may not exactly know where the bullseye is um, for uh, every specific patient, but if we're all throwing generally in the same place on the dartboard, it gives us a better idea of uh, what's going to work best for any individual patient. And what we're trying to do is is get everybody pretty much aiming at the same place on the dartboard. So you touched on this a little bit. What about the uh, you know viral testing, you know respiratory viral testing, herpes simplex virus testing? That's is that a part of the project or not? I uh, there is some discussion of it in uh, the supporting documents that we have. We focused uh, as part of this national collaborative on low hanging fruit, which was really trying to get people to test for the most common. Uh, bacterial causes for fever, which, like I said earlier, was urinary tract infection, so getting people to do urine testing um, to avoid doing chest x-rays in folks who are not having respiratory symptoms, because although pneumonia, pneumonia is a concern, it is a uh, very uncommon concern in a child who is not suffering from a cough or respiratory distress. And for viral testing, uh, the mention is regarding how it could potentially help uh, improve decision-making uh, after the initial evaluation. So would this be a child who could be safely observed uh, at home uh, or, uh, or if they were hospitalized to have a shorter hospital observation stay? 
and uh, viral testing was really not incorporated into the original risk prediction tools. And so our expert uh, group that helped develop the revised change package and metrics used more contemporary data that's, uh, that has outlined a couple infection scenarios where if you've got this sort of infection, you pretty much don't have a bacterial infection or you're associated with a urinary tract infection, but definitely not meningitis, those sort of mm. uh, associations. Right. So it seems that, uh, you know, Project Revise might be a good, um, you know, blueprint for many other types of diagnostic workups that, that pose these kind of challenges. I mean, do you see, do you see um, more Project Revises, you know, the similar programs for other types of diagnoses? Oh, absolutely. The nice thing about the value in inpatient pediatrics network is they've got a long track record with other common pediatric infection uh, scenarios or syndromes that uh, are encountered by both community providers as well as folks at major uh, tertiary medical centers. So focus on bronchiolitis. There's been two projects over the last 10 years that have focused on that. Community-acquired pneumonia, urinary tract infections, uh, absolutely. Uh, there's a lot of room for really uh, focusing on doing those uh, procedures and uh, diagnostic uh, tests that are most likely to yield uh, beneficial results and avoiding in patients the more invasive testing and, un- uh, and unnecessary treatments when they're clearly at low risk for the infection of concern. Right. And so uh, practicing physicians, nurse practitioners out in the community, if they want to learn more about this, what should they do? Well, one of the things they can do is uh, they can go to the American Academy of Pediatrics Quality Improvement and Innovation Network's website. Um, We also have uh, at uh, Children's Mercy our uh, evidence-based practice, our clinical practice models and clinical practice guidelines, which are uh, freely available on the Children's Mercy website. Um, uh, 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 That includes algorithms, um, there's also, uh, we developed as part of this uh, collaborative, a freely available uh, an app that can be downloaded on I, uh, iOS or Android devices called CMP, Pediatric Decision Support, and it provides some stepwise guidance to help people think through um, the evaluation and management of a, a young infant with fever. Great. Dr. McCullough, thank you for the work that you're doing at Children's Mercy, and also thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to Transformational Pediatrics. For more information, you can go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.